0: So here with Nick's Legend, Wal-Clyde Fairtrade, your annual youth basketball camp, and you get to interact with these kids, sign some autographs. Just what is this experience like for every year?
1: It's the highlight of my summer, man, coming here. Like I tell them, I could be anywhere I want in the world, but I chose to be with you guys. And uh, for the things I've accomplished, kids have always been there for me. So I've been in great not to give back. I feel compelled to do it. I can't believe this year is like 52 years of doing (laughs) basketball camps. I still get excited.
0: Still enjoy. It. What's what, What's that mean to you? Just to be able to give back to the community and teach that next generation of young basketball players.
1: It's everything because when I look at my career, like I told him my story when I was a freshman in college, I had speech class and I always went to class until it was time to give my speech. <laughs> so one day the instructor said he liked to see me after class. He said, "Mr. Frazier, why did you come?" And I said, "Man, I can't talk in front of the class." He goes. You're the basketball player, aren't you? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I've seen you play play in front of 1,000 people that you don't know. Why can't you talk in front of 20 people? (laughs) So anyway, long story short, I gave my speech. And whenever I'm in front of a group, I think of that guy and say, what if? What if this man did not give me the confidence? (laughs) Would I be dishing and swishing, shaking and baking (laughs) in the toughest market in the world now? So that's what I tell them, man. Confidence is everything. I'm standing on the shoulders of a lot of people, so I've, I have to give
0: back. Growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, big family, what was your dream going up? My
1: dream was to be an athlete. You know, my mom had me when she was 16, so there's a close relationship. So with seven sisters and one brother, my mom, what I remember most of you, always wanted a house with a big kitchen. <laughs> she loved to cook. Yeah. So I can remember as a kid, when I'm 14, 15, I used to pray every night, God, please let me be a basketball, football, baseball player to buy my mom a house. So that was my motivation. And yeah. 1973, she got a house with a big kitchen. Just what was that moment like? That was actually the pinnacle for me, yeah. You know, because that had been the, the, the gravity that propelled me for everything that I was doing, was trying to please my mom and help my family. So that was the, that was the
0: highlight. Take me back to draft night for you. I'm sure you're wearing a fancy suit and you get the fifth overall pick. you drafted by the Knicks, New York City. What was that like?
1: No, you know, it was then antithesis then. And, uh, during that time, there were 18 rounds of the draft. Yeah. Right. And There was no hoopla. Nobody okay. came to and New York. Different or, times back then. Right, man. I was in class. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, the day of the draft, I had talked to a few teams and... Uh, when I came back, my attorney told me I'd been drafted by the Knicks, and I was shocked because the Knicks never talked yeah. to me before the draft. Wow. You know, And I had another year of eligibility, yeah. so they didn't know whether I would come out or not. But yeah, it, it was bizarre, but not the hoopla and yeah. pageantry that they have today. Is it amazing how much it's changed since then? Yeah, man. I'm like one of the pioneers when I look back now. Uh, the evolution, the yeah. revolution of the game. But I think Robinson and Wes and, and Elgin Baylor, those guys are laying the groundwork. Will Chamberlain, obviously before them, Mike and Nkuzi, the older players that have made it possible for, for, to, for, the, for myself and now these guys to prosper
0: from the game. So many people will think about 1970 and that iconic Game 7 performance, and you guys don't have Willis Reed. Just take me back to that night. What was going through your mind? Well, the
1: day of the game, normally I'm thinking what I'm going to wear. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But this morning I woke
1: up, that morning I woke up with, with Willis play. Yeah. But again, look, check this out. There's no social media.
0: It's different. It's right. different I world couldn't back then. I not go on my yeah. phone or anything. <laughs> so
1: I'm calling a few people no one yeah. knew. So only when I got to the game yeah. did I know the scenario with Willis. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people thought I was premeditated. Yeah. We knew he would come out, sure, but we sure. didn't. Man. It was all serendipitous. And And ironically, when... I left the locker room. Holtzman told me Frazier hit the open man, but as the game progressed, you were the I open the man. man. I was the open man, so so obviously I had the game of my yeah. my life. Willis was the inspirational, making the first two shots, and uh, the rest is history.
0: What do you think? It kind of all just came together that night. Why was it so special?
1: Destiny. I believe in destiny. Some things are meant to be. If we played the Lakers four or five times yeah. after that, we might not <laughs> have won. But that one night, yeah. man, it all. It, it was our destiny. It was this time for the Knicks. And now we're looking for that, yes. that luck again for the Knicks. So we haven't had it since 1973. I thought 94 was our year with Riley and you and those guys that we had, we had the home court,
0: the best team. But, so hopefully the Knicks fans will be out of their suffering soon. We'll talk about the current Knicks in a second, but I have to notice you've got the championship ring on your hand right now. Just What, what does that mean to you?
1: It's uh, symbolic of a perfect season. Everything has to go right.
0: I wear it every day with, the, with a lot of pride. At this, just at this point in your career, obviously you do the camps, you're retired, just what kind of drives you at this point in your life? Uh, that's a good question, man. What, what drives me? I have a,
1: like I tell the kids, I was raised by a village. Yeah. You know, I had parents, uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, my peers, my coaches. So there's a fire that sure, burns right. inside of me, to to whatever I put my mind to do, to, to strive at it. And right now, I'm just trying to be a centenarian. You know, that's one of my things, try to live to be 100, diet, exercise. Yeah. And what I'm doing with the camp, if I can help a couple of people along the way, uh, people that I can help and that want to sacrifice something, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I still enjoy the broadcasting. Yeah. I still enjoy at the restaurant,
0: meeting and greeting people. So I'm actually having the time of my life now, right now. If I went to your restaurant for dinner, what would you recommend? What's the best dish in the house? Grilled salmon. That's, that's my favorite. Also the grilled chicken. Okay.
1: But we have steaks, chopped chicken, seafood, guacamole, the burgers. <laughs> but like I said, I'm more into the health yeah. aspect of it. So I, I don't really eat a lot of different things yeah. there. I, I eat a lot of eel. Really, eel? Why? Why eel? I would eel, never guess that. Eel sushi. I don't know. I like it. Okay. It's very quick. You know, yeah. it's cooked. It's not raw. Yeah. So uh, I eat a lot of that. Salads, fruits, yeah. nuts, uh, raisins. Healthy diet from being in basketball. Yeah. So uh, kinda it kind of carried over. And the, you know, obviously, the older you get, you realize, man, your health is your wealth. Yeah. Because when I look back at my career I now look how many yeah. most of my peers are retired man <laughs> and most of them can't travel yeah, that's why yeah. they're not working you look at yeah. Phil Jackson is why you're not coaching you know if he was healthy he'd probably still be coaching so
0: so it's your health is everything at this point my health is my wealth how crazy is it just to be an athlete in New York with your own restaurant and all of that and not many have it it's kind of crazy right yeah that's what I tell the kids yeah. because of their parents and grandparents
1: uh, the kids made me the first guy to endorse a sneaker in 1973. You
0: got your Clydes right there. Yeah, I always wear
1: my Pumas, and yeah. I can't believe I've been with them over 40 years. It's amazing. You know, 50 years yeah. of basketball camps. <laughs> I've done maybe eight books. You know, I tell them I have my own right. restaurant, right? So who has it better than yeah. the Clyde man? Seriously. So and all of that because of the fans and. And that's why you ask me, why do I do it? That's why I feel compelled to give back. Whenever you see me, I'm signing
0: autographs, oh, yeah. I'm smiling. Uh, I know I'm a very blessed man. Just everything that New York City has given you, what does this city mean to you? It's, it's everything,
1: man. This yeah. is where I became a man. This is where I learned about life on the court, off the court. Uh, Willis Reed was a tremendous role model for me, my professionalism. Yeah. On the court, dealing with the fans, cordially being a good person, uh, having a strong work ethic, Uh, you can be successful. And this is what we stress with the camp, man. You know, to be successful, you gotta have a plan, know where you're going, confidence, believe in yourself, uh, don't squander your time, use your time, work on your weakness, uh, teamwork, sportsmanship, uh, good character, you know,
0: nothing, nothing can deny you if you have that. Let's go to the current Knicks for a second. Obviously a crazy offseason, and Brooklyn is the team that ends up with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Irving. <laughs> I know, right? Who? <laughs> Just what was your reaction when you saw that? I was flabbergasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I never thought those guys would go to Brooklyn over the Knicks. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So, and then everyone was saying, you know, they were coming to the Knicks. So, I was really shocked when,
0: when, when that happened. Why do you think they chose Brooklyn? Is it uh, What can you possibly come up with? Why do you think they chose Brooklyn over the Knicks? Uh, I have no idea, man. I,
1: yeah. have no, I, I really couldn't figure it out because uh, the Knicks needed a guard and Kyrie yeah. was the type of guy they needed. Yeah. I think if Durant did not get injured, we might have been able yeah. to get him. So from what I'm reading, the Knicks yeah. were not interested in yeah. taking a gamble on him, so maybe that's why he decided to go to, to,
0: to, the, to Brooklyn. Understandably, a lot of Knicks fans are nervous right now. They need some type of comfort. Just what kind of advice and maybe comfort would you give them on what the future holds for the Knicks?
1: Well, it's the same story, same yeah. old song. Uh, we still have cap room for, yeah. for the coming years. We just need some luck, man. You know, that's, We just cannot seem to get a break. Yeah. That's what you need to get over the hump. And, but the Knicks fans are loyal. Yeah. They're faithful. All they want from the team is to give 100%. Yeah. They know we're talent-wise we are not there. But yeah. <laughs> if those guys come out and hustle yeah. and
0: play hard, the fans will support them. Obviously, one of those bright spots is RJ Barrett, third overall pick. Just what do you think about his game and how it will translate? I liked him in college.
1: Yeah. I, obviously, defense is going to be one of the catalysts for he and Knox, yeah. for those guys to, to reach the next level. But uh, that's uh, a, a good nucleus for the Knicks to build around. It's sort of a dynamic duo. You know, I like Morris. I yeah. think he's definitely going to start. So he's a guy capable of 15 and 8. Uh, Randall, Randall is the good. key guy. Yeah, 2010 guy, yeah. hopefully. I like Peyton in the backcourt, very aggressive guy. Smith Jr. Yeah.
0: There's talent there. Yeah.
1: So it's up to, to the coach, Fisdale, to mend and blend those guys and make them, uh, make them efficient.
0: A lot of these sports talk show debate is whether uh, New York's going to become a Nets town over a Knicks town. You, are you worried about that at all? No, it's a Knicks town. Yeah. You know,
1: like, I don't see the, the current Nets team being more successful than Kidd. That's and, fair. And yeah. Kmart, you know, or Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they were magnificent, yeah. man. But they went there to the finals twice, and everyone still was saying, what's wrong with the Knicks? Yeah. You know, that was more concerned
0: with that than what the Nets were doing. So it's still a Knicks town for now. Yeah, for now. I'm kind of fascinated. Obviously, you're a basketball savant. You know so much about the game. Just who do you think is the all-time basketball GOAT? There's so much debate about that.
1: Uh, Will Chamberlain is the only Superman to ever play the game. His records are hilarious. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) You know, anybody they talk about doing something, Will Chamberlain has done it hundreds of times. so.
0: So no Jordan, no LeBron for you. You got Will Chamberlain.
1: Yeah, Will Chamberlain, Russell. Yeah. You know what I mean, like Curry was yeah. Curry was the only unanimous selection, yeah. man they should they well, should apologize multiple times. They should apologize to Russell and Chamberlain man. <laughs> those guys for what they did for yeah. the game and the dominance that they had. You know, Jordan is up there too well deserved yeah. LeBron I don't think is right there with those guys. he's yeah. not on Mount Everett, okay. you know uh, but Jabbar, yeah. you know Chamberlain, Russell. Yeah. Robertson, you know, those guys were were magnificent in what they did for the game.
0: Before we let you go, I'm just fascinated. There's so much, you know, people will say there's parity now in the NBA now with the Warriors and their dynasty is probably over. Just who do you think is the favorite this year in the NBA? The parity is fading, fleeting, because
1: of what guys are doing, the camaraderie of joining the same team. So when you do that, you negate the draft. Hmm. You know, the no, draft yeah, is yeah. the key parity. Yeah. Yeah. But now you have these super teams, guys getting together and joining teams. So you're going to have four or five of those, and then the rest of the teams are kind of mediocre. Yeah. So, the so NBA, you're not a fan of
0: the Clippers and all that.
1: I'm not a fan of what the players are yeah. doing because the, the NBA is at its zenith right now, sure. man. Every yeah. team is worth a billion dollars. The salaries are yeah, mind-boggling. Crazy. You, know, it's you an probably international wish you could put up some sport. shoes on right now and play. Yeah, I only need one year, a half a year, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so for them to keep doing what they're doing, I hope they don't destroy the game and take away the interest of the fans by, you know, taking away the hope of teams yeah. by getting a good draft choice that yeah. they can become a contender. Is there anything they can do to change that in your mind? Well, the commissioner has spoken on it. He's yeah. trying to. Kerr has spoken on it. He yeah. didn't like it. So, you know, there's concern. So I guess the next uh, collective bargaining agreement, they'll try
0: to deal with it. Yeah. Clyde, thank you so much for the time, always fun. Yeah. Enjoy the camp. Thank you. <laughs>